Stock music. <laughs> so great. It's rock and roll. It's another episode of the Michael and Channing Show. Uh, we're alive and enjoying the day. The windows are open. UPS trucks are driving by. It's a good day to be in America. It's a good day. Good day. My what strange times we're living in. Tell me about it. Well, I'm glad you made it over here, though. Yeah, traffic wasn't bad. I'm sure it wasn't. We do hope everybody's doing all right out there in this strange new world we live in. Um, On our tr- Instagram truly, I, there's there's so much uh, that we already got people calling. We do. <laughs> uh, we uh, we have we've got a lot of uh, ground to cover today. We're going to cover a ton of burning questions today. Uh, so we just figured people are uh, obviously. Uh, Staying at home, as you should. Good for you. And uh, we decided we would take today and uh, actually open up a phone line. We actually, I guess, now have an official phone number, don't we, Chan? We do. That's amazing. I haven't learned it yet. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> we can know it in just a second. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to knock out a few of our things up top. Uh, we are. But then we're going to take some phone calls. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. We that phone see. number, let me give it to you, oh, just yes. so that you can write it down on a piece of paper if, if you've got live. it, or yeah, right here. Uh, for later uh, in uh, in the podcast, you can give us a call, give us your burning questions, or just say, "Hey, we'd love to know where you're listening from." And we hope you you're aware that you're going to hear your voice on the air. Yeah, so. it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. That number six one five five four nine seven seven. Seven eight one more time six one five five four nine seven 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 eight. I feel like I'm, so I'm doing a telethon. <laughs> I'm like we could, <laughs> if you could help donate a little bit more. The the spring uh, pledge drive on the Michael and Channing show. We are not going to play another song <laughs> until we meet our our goal. You Just know, kidding. yeah, it's, it's like the, it is the spring pledge mm-hmm. drive. Um, so this is going to be fun today. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I think we'll have some gonna people be different, call in. But it's going to be great. I hope if you're watching, you'll call in in a minute. Um, ground to cover first, though. This is uh, this is uh, let me see if my button works. Today Fancy. in music history, this is a good one. I like this one. It's so good. We'll do it again. For those of you that can't hear, I'm sure we look like weirdos. <laughs> uh, today in music history, let me get back over here. 1956, mm-hmm. this day in music history, Elvis Presley Love him. released his self-titled studio album in mono mm. on RCA Victor. The album spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard Pop Album Charts. The first rock and roll album ever to make it to the top of the charts and the first ever million-selling album of the rock genre. Dude. That's a biggie. That is a big day in music history. We're all really... I mean, you know what? Whether you are like a huge Elvis music right. you gotta fan or not, appreciate that. there's an appreciation. I'm not the biggest, like, and I'm a, we may lose listeners over this, um... I'm not the biggest like Elvis listener. I, it wasn't like the songs just right. like I have to hear Elvis songs. There is a deep appreciation though. So oh, that's that's music history. Well, any like p- pioneer in that kind of yeah beginnings. It's just you have to appreciate it. it. Yeah, it's it's a undeniable chapter in American from music. that whole like group of artists back in fifties and that early, which I know he wasn't as rock, but Johnny Cash is probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Which 
just tried and true. Walk the Line, one of my favorite movies. Walking Phoenix. Yeah, quickly became one of my top tens. So good. That's um, great. Yeah. Well, there you awesome. have it. Awesome. Have Do it. the sound effect again, just one more time. Stay <laughs> in music history. Oh, I've got one if lined up for your uh, Have You Heard. Oh, if... Uh, if it's bad, <laughs> you better make it count. It's not going to be bad. It's not going to be bad. I don't feel like I've brought any bad thing to the table. I think I've well, there kept was people a, on the edge of the seat. There was that one 80s uh, rock episode, but I mean, legend. I'm a getting it. <laughs> it, it, was, it was still stuff of legends. So Fantastic. There you song. go. 100%. So, do you want to go first this week? I would love to go right. first. Let's move on in to our fan favorite segment. Ooh, ooh have you heard? Love it. We need that's, sound effects every right. week. That's it's right. One hundred percent gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, mine uh, is actually uh, not like new to me. I've I've actually been listening to this album for uh, a while now, and they're from two of my favorite uh, Christian songwriters. Uh, have you heard of the duo Rip and Rice? I have not. Oh, okay. This is so great. Andrew Rip. Yep. Chris Rice. Oh, my Lord. Got together. Okay. To do a side gig called Rip and Rice. Got it. Okay. Uh, and they released an album. Let me see. I want to check the date. Make sure. 2019. So, been out for a year now. Uh, called Songs We Wrote on Tuesdays. And I they like it. are fantastic. And it's just got that kind of acoustic y, folksy. Uh, kind of vibe to it. Uh, and so, Rip and Rice, you check them out. Favorite tracks on there. Uh, Let It Burn, so good. Uh, Took Your Breath Away is a tearjerker. Okay. Uh, but all in all, I'm a huge Chris Rice fan. Came across Andrew Rip late in high school and started loving uh, his musicality. Okay. Rip and Rice, uh, let it burn. All right. Give it a listen. Here we go. Boom. With purple, my fists are fighting. I stand a chance against the lightning. Try not to let it burn. Can't scream out louder than the thunder. Should I just give in to the wonder? When am I going to learn? Just let it burn. So good. <laughs> this is where you learn I'm always yeah. add them later we do add them later <laughs> but we do listen to them as well and they're going on the Spotify playlist for sure yes they are but he's such both of them are, are top notch writers and musicians love that singer song that's my bread and butter I, you know I, I have listened to everything you've brought so I'm, I will be I will be on this one alright fantastic that, that, that's good stuff what you got okay I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to uh, gravitate to my Americana love okay. and affection. Um, there's a Texas troubadour named Robert Ellis, who I love. Uh, very Americana leans. He's kind of a chameleon. He can do all kinds of stuff. Sets at a piano and almost comes off as a country Billy Joel. And then, uh, yeah. but mainly this Americana thing. But he did an album a few years ago with a girl named Courtney Hartman, and the album is called Dear John. And it is the most lovely full album of just stripped down Americana music 
this acoustic just loveliness. As a matter of fact, I think That's I great. last summer it was the soundtrack of my summer this last year because I kayaked a lot fishing, and I had this album like re- it repeated many times over kayaking eight or ten miles down a river. It, yeah. it, it was my summer summer listening on the river and we're coming back into summer again so i highly suggest the album dear john by robert ellis and courtney hartman but they do my absolute favorite cover of gentle on my mind which is a big order to feel right that's a legend i'm not sure if i know that song now channing okay you're gonna have to add that to the plate who's who does who does that song originally george jones Glenn Campbell, not George Jones. Glenn Campbell. That's okay. Had, got those. Okay, so Glenn Campbell's "Gentle on My Mind." And then there's been like ten thousand covers ever since. This is my absolute favorite version of this song, past the original. So here you go, "Gentle on My Mind." It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns Or something that somebody said Because they thought we fit together walking It's just knowing that the world Will not be cursing or forgiving When I walk along some railroad track And you find That you're moving through the back roads By the rivers of my memory For hours you're just gentle on my There Love you it. go. Lovely. Love it. All right. Robert Ellis, Courtney Hartman, Dear John. It's just full of good songs. Dude. You will thank me when you're in a kayak later this summer. <laughs> okay. Once we're past coronavirus. And uh, love it. There you go. That's fun. Okay. All right. Well, look at those two. Awesome. Smackdown coming at you. It is. Okay. And from last week's <laughs> as well. Okay. Here's what we're going to keep on asking you to vote, okay? Uh, and we're going to tell you that each vote represents 100 people because it makes us feel better. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so, to it's a whopping 300 to 300, 300, 300 <laughs> perfect tie, we had, a, we had a tie again this week. <laughs> For our ooh ooh, have you heard? I, I'm not smackdown. Gi- I'm not giving up on the smackdown. It's going to catch on. I mean, Little Big Town and our friend Tyler Flowers. Yeah, um, which are both of the songs were killer songs. Oh, incredible man. songs. Sidekick was just killer. Actually, I walked in the house and was playing Sidekick for for my girls on my phone. Like after we were done with that episode, it was so such good, a so. fun. Tyler, we're going to get you on here yep. too. We know you're going to come and do some fun things. Yes. So exciting news along the way here. Um, we, we have decided over the next few episodes, um, especially in this new kind of uh, environment we're living in for a bit, um, we're actually going to see if we can't get some uh, artists to come in live and sit way across the room. and uh, Six feet, at yeah. least. <laughs> six feet. I don't but, know if we're actually obeying right we, now. We are. We have these, like, we have these stoppers right here, okay, you know, yeah, the spittles sure. hitting microphones. But uh, we, we actually want to start doing some live music episodes coming up, so we'll see how that all... It's going to be so much fun. See how that all pans out. Uh, get Again, get past this craziness we all live in right now. So I love it. All right. Awesome. You want to get to some burning questions? Let's do some burning questions. All right. Okay. And this is time for you also... If you will give us a call at 615-549-7778. Right. One more time, 
seven eight any of your burning questions we've got some that have already been uh, uh submitted yeah. to us Lots. so we'll have some things to talk about but Lots we would love them. to hear from you you can give us a call and uh and, and we'll try our best and uh see if if uh if anybody gives us a call here in the next few minutes, it'd be great. <laughs> well, people have already been trying to call, and we keep having yeah. to mute them. So. <laughs> Which I still have. Uh, and you can leave a voicemail if if we're talking to somebody else. Yeah, also. absolutely. So feel free. We got one to start till that phone rings? Let's do it. Okay. Let me just ask. This is a, this is a great burning question just to see if you can uh, go in your mind. Have you ever been surprised that a song ended up in a certain genre or recorded by a certain artist? I, I I have actually, and okay. I have a fun story about that actually. Do it. And this might be a great little uh, twist uh, twist here. Uh, so I, I wrote a song for Southern Gospel purposes uh, for a Southern Gospel artist named Brian Free and Assurance, and um, incredible, incredibly talented uh, a bunch of guys, just phenomenal singers, carrying great songs in the Southern Gospel genre. So we wrote this song called "Say Amen," and it was just a it's that meant to be, you know, as we say, throw babies from the balcony kind of moment, you know, you stand up and shout and <laughs> babies go flying and handkerchiefs waving. It was that kind of song. What kind and, of church? Are you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and so, uh, I'm so coming. Southern, Southern gospel. And then all of a sudden, um, my buddy, Blake Neesmith from a band called finding favor. Mm-hmm. Here's it. I played it for him one day we were writing. He's like, I, I, I think I want to do that. And so lo and behold, um, he plays it around to his people and they go, yeah, yeah you've got to cut that song. So the band Finding Favor cut, not Southern Gospel, right? like Rootsy CCM. Yeah. They did a big version of it and it was, both versions were nominated for Dove Awards the same year. It was the most amazing Dude. like little little story. And and as, as, as it turns out, it was the first time anybody could remember, I think, in Dove Award history that two bands sang the same song in two different... Um, two different segments of the Dove Awards. That is so, insane. So, um, so kind of a fun, a fun experience with that. But here's, here's, this is, this brings up a, a learning topic here. Um, okay. Derivative work. So we get asked sometimes, you know, what happens if a song gets changed or whatever, you send it to somebody else, they want to tweak something over here. And sometimes you can get into this uh, situation that we call a derivative work. So here's how this kind of looks. There's a, there's a situation where, Okay, I write it with, I believe I wrote this with, uh, I think it was Kenna West. I know it was Kenna and, and Jason Cox. And we wrote the song, Brian Free Cuts It. Blake hears it. The bridge doesn't quite fit the use of Finding Favor. It needs to be tweaked a bit. And then he wanted to change up some phrasings in the verses to make it, I don't remember which way it went. It was either less verbiage or more verbiage. I can't remember exactly. But Blake came in. We sat down for an afternoon. We changed up verbiage and um, rewrote a completely different bridge. And so the way it works is all the original writers are on the version with Blake. Right. But Blake's not on the version with Brian that we pitched and got cut by Brian free. It's a derivative of our original over here that Blake is cut into on just that one. And that works out beautifully sometimes. Yeah. So I think it has been historically sometimes done because somebody did something nefarious, but this was right. an on purpose derivative work, two different songs, the same song, different bridges. The artist comes in writes on it. So that's that's what a derivative work is. I love that. And it worked out really well for me that year. I'm that's very grateful. <laughs> awesome. Hey, we've got uh we've got an awesome uh producer of the show today. <laughs> and uh 
she's helping us remember some things. Uh, but once again, we'd love to to have you uh, give us a call, give us some of your burning questions. You can call us at 615-549-7778. 615-549-7778. And I can't wait for you to hear the effects, the sound effects that are being pumped in through the speakers right now. They are fantastic. If only I had the Jeopardy theme song loaded. Oh, we should have totally done that. Here, Here's another thing that I was thinking of with that question too. And this is not necessarily like, I don't think it's super different genre, but it was one of those that I was surprised. Like, this got cut and we've got a call let's, coming let's, in. Let's take a call. Let's do it real quick. Here we go. Grayson Campbell. Grayson Campbell. Accept. Press one. Here we to go. Send a voicemail. We accept Grayson. Grayson Campbell. Campbell is on the phone. <laughs> what is up, my man? I'm living life. How are you guys? Doing great, dude. Where Where are you at? Calling us from right now, Grayson. I am calling you from my house in Lynchburg, Virginia. Since I'm Lynchburg. Going to right now. That's it. Yeah, Michael <laughs> says that you are a Liberty man. He is studio. I am indeed. You're coming. Maybe I shouldn't say this live on the air. I think you might be making a transition to Nashville at some point, right? Hoping to very soon. Dude, everything doesn't get a monkey wrench thrown into it because of everything going on now. Absolutely. Love well, that. We hope nothing like that happens. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Here, so. Absolutely. What's burning on I your agree, brilliant man. mind today? Oh gosh, so much. I guess. Uh, am I allowed to ask two questions? Yes, you are. <laughs> since as, since the phone lines are just lit up by the hundreds. They are. Our call center is just going crazy. No. <laughs> I guess the, the first question would be, and obviously both of you can answer, what are some things that you never go to a right without? That can be like, Michael, I know you're a big track guy and you bring a lot of physical gear, but also like song starts, tracks, song ideas. Like what do you just show up with every single time? Well, I either show up um, with coffee, <laughs> like, and I actually mean I actually mean that. And you've been around me some at the Liberty Studios there. Um, I I actually will bring coffee to rights if I'm going somewhere else, or I will make sure I have it prepared. Um, and I'm not talking about cheap, horrible coffee either. I mean <laughs> coffee, and and actually, it's actually a thing. And I'm not saying show up at every right bringing somebody coffee. But actually, I kind of am saying that because here's what happens. When you do that, it forces a conversation. It forces community to happen, and the best songs come out of community. So quite frankly, yeah. I make coffee very intentionally. Like, I think I've said this. I may have said it on a podcast. I like you. We got it right here. You can't see it on the podcast, but you can see it live on Instagram. There's actually a big <laughs> AirPod mm-hmm. over here. And and so here's what happens. A lot of times, um, I'll walk in and in, in the business of songwriting, there's a lot of pressure in the business of, of songwriting. It's like you, you feel like we got to get songs done. We got to get songs done. And, and so people are sometimes quick to just, especially if you don't know each other well, you're quick to like jump into it. All right, we got to write a song. We got to write a song. And I have found mm-hmm. through the years, it's better if you will just pour a cup of coffee mm. or take the long road to make a cup of coffee. And it causes everybody to slow down and actually look each other in the eyeballs and get to know some story about each other and that the best songs come out of that. So as weird as that sounds, something that causes community and real conversation to happen up at the front, which coffee just kind of does that naturally. So I show up with coffee and I also happen to, and I'll attribute, uh, 
our friend Carl Carty. Uh, Carl Carty always said, bring something to the party. And we've said that a lot, quoting him. And, and Carl just meant by that, mm-hmm. you know, great songs can come out of just conversations and coffee. But sometimes you can find that lull or you're staring at each other and not real sure. And that's when you're glad you brought something to the party. And by right. that, we mean how many titles are in your notes on your phone? How many little songs starts, lyrical ideas, concepts are you, you know, you should be, you should have notes and notes of that. Right. How many voice memos are you walking mm-hmm. in with where you awkwardly lean over and turn your volume way down and go, well, I might have something. And you, and we all have done it. You turn your phone way, way down. So nobody, so right. they can't hear your 3 a.m. <laughs> so I always show up with something that causes community and I'll show up, you know, with, we're not going to be stuck. You're going to walk right. in with titles, ideas or maybe it's just a concept but that's enough to get the room started and you might want to show up with the guitar for sure yeah <laughs> you might want to show up with the instrument that's always a good idea. yeah that's yeah. always a good idea what do you show up with Channing? oh man you know i i'm one of those two for for me and specifically most of my my writing has been uh worship and those kind of things and so uh, what's fun for me is I live outside of Nashville, and so usually most of my rights I am driving a while. Uh, and so for for me, and this I'm not trying to sound superficial or super spiritual with these kind of things, but legitimately, uh, when it comes to writing, when I know that I'm writing worship and writing for the church, I spend my drive in prayer. For that, right? You had to. You had to I'm sorry. I had. I had to go. You had to be, be the spiritual. I one. do have to be this, but just because. It's good. It's actually you know, so good. It's it's one of those things of, especially when you're going into write with somebody you never met before. And for Channing, I'm a lot more introverted, uh, and so that's been a huge thing. That's that's been, uh, it's been cool to see me kind of grow. Just even in, I I can fake extrovert and I can be obnoxious and you know <laughs> loud if i have to i think that's just because you know you work at a church <laughs> and you have to learn how to just talk to people and that kind of stuff but um for me it is it is it's a, such a nerve-wracking thing uh to go into a right with somebody you've never met and be like hey my name's channing meeting you for the first time let's create something together you know like that's that's such a thing that causes me anxiety from time to time and so for for me walking in mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just asking the Lord, hey, calm me down. <laughs> uh, help me, instead of write a good song, help me pour into the life of the person I'm sitting across from, you know? And and it just goes back over and over to that same uh, thing that you've said multiple times, Michael, of just be a good hang. And yeah. I think it comes from that slow down, just just spend some time getting to know each other. And, and I think that's where the best songs are birthed out of, you know, that just relationship of getting to know somebody and saying, you know what, we we have the same goal in mind. And whether that's writing worship or that's writing country or if you're going to spit some rhymes and write a rap, you know, go for it. That's yep. not yep. necessarily me, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but that that's the first thing. And, and the other thing I, I'd echo or just repeat is, uh, come prepared yeah. with those ideas and uh, and really try to 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 be the best that I can and it's just like preparing for any other yeah, kind that's, of that's super good does that help job that help whatsoever and for our Instagram for sure. people now I gotta figure out what coffee brand to bring <laughs> <laughs> I love that for our Instagram watchers uh, Grayson's question was what what do you bring 
to the right. Sorry about that. We forgot that, that We've they never can't done hear. This before. We're learning. Yes. It's great. Micah, Micah, my daughter, is over there uh, producing the uh, live side now, and she's like holding up notes. Yeah, awesome you know, cue you cards. Yell, you can yell across the room, too. It's, it's just great. Yell. All right, so question number two, Grayson, bring it. So question number two. I would say for a writer who isn't signed to a publisher, like so nobody's like saying, hey, I need you to write for this artist or this is the type of song you're writing. Who are the the people that you should be like looking to write with, and where can we find them necessarily? So, like, I guess in my case, I am hopefully moving to Nashville sometime this summer. So, I guess take that into consideration as well. Okay, it's, it's a great it's a great question, and so I'll, I'll jump in with this. Um, there is a there is a new. Um, there's a, there's kind of new a new dynamic as it comes to how songs are picked up by artists and cut. Okay. And so it used to be, and I'll try to make this as quickly as make it as quick as possible, but it used to be that the publishing industry existed on writers showed up, they wrote songs, they handed them to a publisher. That publisher basically had a who's looking list and that who's looking list was full of like, you know, all the A&R people and all the labels would send, uh, send all of their artists who, who were looking for songs to one one kind of point and this who's looking list would be distributed among publishers and it would say things like if if you were in the christian genre it would say things like uh natalie grant almost done with her album we're needing an up-tempo uh up-tempo you know good morning k-love kind of feel song and we would read that and all the writers would go chasing that kind of song we hopefully would write one that we felt matched what they said they were looking for up tempo energy k love morning drive time pretty descriptive stuff like that and right. we would we would hand those all of our songs into our publishers those publishers would hand that all into a and r people and hopefully as someone an artist maybe someone like natalie listened to literally hundreds of songs they actually do listen to hundreds of songs uh she would pick yours that's basically how that the old world of it worked and because of a number of dynamics that have shifted we can't get into all of them today but the fact that um artists don't make as much money anymore because albums don't sell like we stream everything now basically the main income now for artists comes from live and so many many more artists now have become writers in their own right uh some of them very, very much should be doing that. Great writers. Some, maybe not so much. That may sound a little harsh. I may get myself in trouble, but <laughs> some artists sit in a room and, and, and maybe, maybe should still just take songs sometimes. However, my point being with all of this, now the way you get songs cut is relationships. And I don't mean manipulating and harassing. I mean, building real relationships with people. I know that I sit in a different chair at this table right now. For now, I know that I've got 25 years of writing songs under my belt. And so my relationships lend me, they, they let me get into rooms with, with, with some great people who have need of songs that will might get heard on large scale. Right. But it's still relational. If I can get in the room with an artist, if I can get in the room with a church, if I can get in the room with a worship pastor, hear their heart, love on them, care for them, pastor in that moment, like we talked about and bring good coffee and then write a really great song. That's really how songs happen now that's how cuts happen publishers they still do a great job Uh, i've had some i've been blessed to have some great publishers along the way and they do a great job and but they're they're even your publisher right now their job has shifted from 
doing so much uh, pitching of songs, and now it's more about being a. I mean, they're basically a very elite calendar keeper. Like <laughs> they're on the phone trying to schedule you appointments mm-hmm. to get in rooms with artists who, who actually kind of matter in their world right and so it's all relationship based so when it comes to you grace and still sitting in lynchburg and yes i know you're coming to nashville but even now in lynchburg you go how do i get you know uh, get these songs heard or how do i get them in hands well it's still relational and I, we said it on the on the on the publishing podcast and i'll reiterate it because it's, it's an important thing here i reiterate there are artists all around you, even dear Lord. I mean, you're at Liberty university. You have a whole school of music of budding artists and people who are looking for songs and who are going to do great things in the next three to five years, get in on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. You, I can guarantee you this, and this is going to sound a little harsh. Yes, you are going to be welcome here in Nashville and you already know some great people and you're going to be working around some great people, but no, you're not going to march into town and automatically get in that room with a Natalie. It ain't going to happen, but you can march into a room for next. Sure. Oh, well, after, after this virus messes over, you can march into a room in a month or two with some brilliant 22 year old artist at Lynchburg that right there in Lynchburg, who in the next two years is going to find a stride that takes songs. And here's, here's, here's the beautiful part. Loyalty. You were in on the ground floor. You believed in them before major labels did or before big audiences did. And most artists remember that. And so instead of going for the ones that, you know, you, 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 There's a reason the same names end up on every Tomlin song. Right. There's a there's a there's a reason the same names end up on every Lee Bryce song in country, because they I know this for fact. These were writers who I, I've just wrote with a couple of country guys, and they started ten years ago, twelve years ago, with a guy named Lee Bryce writing songs back then, before he was nominated for right. and winning Grammys for country. There these the guys in the trenches with Tomlin fifteen years ago. They were th- that that's there's a loyalty there. And right. so instead of reaching for the artists that everybody else is already working with, find, find those that are right around you and think more about developing, think more about investment and you'll watch things really neat happen with your songs. That's so, good. Does that help? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> now, That's great. now when you do get to Nashville and I do hope you do, uh, we will pour good coffee and we will have a chat. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. Grayson, dude, thank you for calling in. You you, you bring great questions. Yeah, man. All I right. appreciate the answers. You bet. Blessings to you, brother. See you, Grayson. See you guys. Here we got another one. Another call. Call from DJ. To accept, press one. To send I a voicemail, press two. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, this is Channing from the Michael and Channing Show. We couldn't catch uh, who's calling us. Hey, this is AJ from Buffalo, New York. AJ from Buffalo, New York. Welcome, 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 sir. AJ, thanks for calling. Thank you. You, you got a burning question for us. Yes. Awesome. Um, so the burning question is, um, I tend to... Uh, be more of a melody writer and it seems to me like when it comes to writing lyrics you know i i'm trying to find the i'm trying to basically expand my vocabulary uh so i can write great lyrics too um what advice do you guys have for uh trying to expand vocabulary and expanding just lyric knowledge and lyric writing that's a Love great that. question aj aj's asking how do we expand vocabulary and lyric knowledge. Yeah. Said he's mainly melody. Yeah. And and uh, it's a great question. Yeah, it's actually a great one. 
Um, man, I, I've got to be honest with you. Um, I, I feel like I feel like a broken record on some of this stuff. So, for people who've heard me say the same stuff over Gather and around, yeah. children, <laughs> I'd say the same <laughs> stuff over and over. But I, I, great question, AJ. And I'll yeah. I will tell you the single most important thing that you can do to grow in the world of lyric writing and concepts is co-writing. How much co-writing do you actually do? Um, I do co-writing quite a bit. Uh, yeah, I do it frequently. Okay. That, so for, so I have some, I have equal parts, uh, friends who are lyricists and friends who are me very mel melodically driven. And so, uh, most of the time my melodically driven friends make sure they hang out with people who are incredibly <laughs> lyrically driven. Now that is to say, and this is why I really appreciate your question, AJ, is it doesn't mean if you're just really great at melody that you should never, ever have to worry about doing the whole lyrical thing. I applaud you for going, I want to get better at this. Um, so there's a couple of practical things that I, w I would tell you, or here, let me start with an observation. Most I've observed through the years that most people who would, who would identify as melodically driven when they start trying to press into and get better at the lyric thing, they start trying to get very clever and poetic. It's like, it's the main trap I've watched melodically driven people fall into when they go, I'm really going to get good at the lyric thing. I'm going to, I want to really up my game there. And you can shift the switch in your brain that just kind of takes you to this place of trying to be uber clever. And, and, um, does that make sense? It's like we, we, we get in our heads. No, we, it definitely does. Yeah. And so you, I think that's the one thing that I've noticed too, is that when I yeah. try and like, I've actually, I've tried to, right you know be super clever with writing lyrics and then you know i end up falling back and i'm just like oh my goodness like <laughs> i'm realizing i'm not even finishing songs now because i'm sitting here trying to be super clever with my lyrics yeah okay and then it gets me back to square one yeah okay so over and over and over and over again it has proved that the best lyric is the honest lyric mm. The most, the most, the lyric that's got the gotcha in it that just grabs people right in the stomach and makes them feel all the feels usually isn't clever. It's usually just honest. Mm -hmm. And, and just talking to you, okay. I know I could, I literally could do this. I could sit down. Hope I hope I get a chance to someday, but I could sit down with you right now with a cup of coffee and just let you start talking, AJ, and I would just listen. And I guarantee you inside of a minute and a half of you just talking, I could write a verse and a course based off of based off of stuff you were telling me in the exact verbiage that you're spitting it out. Mm -hmm. I would just tell you straight wow, up okay. you're, you're overthinking. You're, you're actually spitting out stuff that needs to be wrapped around the melody all the time. And I would encourage you turn that songwriter switch off mm -hmm. when you decide to start pushing into this lyric thing. Uh, turn it off and try your best to be honest. Like look at a page now and think about. I, I actually told somebody this in a in a in a uh, class recently. What was the last time? What was the last thing that you told a struggling friend over coffee? Like think about the last person that you actually had to set down that friend who was going through a rough time. Maybe what was the exact words yeah. you told them to help them write that on the page? Like, like in its purest form, write it on the page and then start trying to sing it. That's, that's, good. Awesome, that's the stuff that matters. Right. Does that help? Like, yeah. they pay attention, pay, pay, pay attention, pay attention to what you're already telling people, write that on a page, then start singing it. Turn clever off. That's mm. such a great question though, AJ. Yeah. Well, and I want to add too. I think something that's helped me, because I've had that same desire too, AJ of wanting to, to grow in that, you know, area of 
Because I'm probably, yeah. I'm trying to get more in the middle. I'm probably more lean melody than than lyric. And sometimes, you know, that's usually what I go to. But um, I'm thinking too, just in expand your musical vocabulary altogether and listen to stuff that you don't normally listen to, yeah. to you know, like uh, there's there's a gold mine of just good <laughs> writers out in different genres of music that, you know, that have opened even or have influenced me in a different way than just listening to, you know, or getting into that tunnel vision of just getting into where I mainly write worship. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, listening outside. That for me, that's been like Phineas. Yeah. yeah. So that that's my that's what I've been doing big time. It's just uh, expanding the musical vocabulary along with, and you know, you start hearing, oh man, like they're explaining this line this way. Like it's just good, you know. You you hear really good lyric writing if you just start listening to to new music. Yeah, you know. So that's that's one thing I'd say for awesome. you, bro. Thanks for the call, AJ. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening. Or thanks for uh, thanks for answering. Appreciate oh, of course, it. bro. Thank you for listening. Truly, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Stay safe out there, brother. Cool, man. You as well. Bye. Bye, bye. Awesome. That's a great one. That's a great question. We've got a, a voicemail. Uh, let me pull this up from the one, the only Todd Martin from Kansas City, Missouri. What do we got right here? Oh, let's see. Calling I was calling <laughs> on accident. We'll call you back. <laughs> okay, wait. It's not going to let me. Let's see. I'll read it because we've got it right here on this. Okay. From Todd Martin, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, burning question is what are some methods and tools that you've been uh, using to utilize to stay connected for the purpose of co-writing, bouncing ideas off of each other? He says, we've been mainly using Google Hangout. What are some ways to, to help stay connected with co-writes? Man, I, I can't think of a better way right now. Like, I, I think you're already doing it. From FaceTime to Zoom to whatever else, the technology that we have right now to stay connected, I mean, come on. Like, it's a horrible situation, what we're all living in right, right now. It's horrible. And yet... Out of it, I think the, the if there is a positive upside of this, I think it's going to cause a bunch of creatives to slow down, set in rooms, and actually utilize technology to connect in very real ways. I, I'm an optimist about it right mm-hmm. now. Nothing's ever going to replace setting with a cup of coffee with me in real time. And I want to set with people face to face. I I I I love that. But right now, man, like it's hard. utilize technology. Yeah. It's a it's a big deal, and I think I think that some of the best stuff we're going to hear is going to come out of the next this next few season this next little season we're in. I mean, it, just the sheer amount of concerts on like streaming yeah. live right now is stunning to Legit. me. Legit, like uh, it's 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 every, everybody's doing a, a a live thing, and I love it. The, <laughs> Shout out to uh, Dave Barnes because we've used him in our <laughs> thing. Have, he posted a day. Wednesday night, he's doing a thing called uh, uh, an Instagram live concert called Quarantunes. <laughs> I'm like, that is the best thing I've seen. We're gonna get him on. The sh- we're gonna get him on the show yep. someday. It's great. Somebody, somebody pulls some strings. Sorry, yeah. interrupted. Keep going. No, I no, I just I think it's I think it's already. I don't know what else I would suggest. I mean, right. the only way you can connect right now, stay on top of things, is utilizing technology, Google Hangouts, and zoom and everything else. I mean, I, I, um, 
I did a, I mean, I did a FaceTime right just a couple of days ago. I mean, it's mm-hmm. what we're doing. Like right. it's in, I don't know. That's not much more I can say about it. It's good. Do you have another thought? Well, it, this is just what I'm, I'm thinking of how to utilize quarantine time. Uh, in a sense, two like extremely awesome things that I've seen through social media. Uh, number one, Mike Murray reposted uh, a challenge for not co-writing, but for, hey, songwriter, spend some time chasing and completing one song. That's a great challenge. That's a great challenge. Like, of, of wanting to feel the, the wrestle in your heart and the angst of not leaning into somebody else, but really trying your best to stick with one song and finishing it. Oh, yeah. Second, um, this is just, I love this. James Teeley posted today uh, a thing of just to get creative to take a, a die and roll yeah. it. Yes. The and old, get you the a old, core the progression. James Teeley die trick. That's so, that's so clever. And like, you could just come up with tons of stuff. And, uh, and so those are, you need to go check that out if, if you're listening and, uh, go find James Teeley and, and watch that video on his Instagram. But, you know, I think it is, it's one of those things if this is the perfect time for, part-time writers to become full-time writers. <laughs> Congratulations. Really? You just became a full-time writer. Like this is this is the the best time to be writing songs when you can, you know, maybe if you're not having to work as much or maybe I, I know it sounds so cliche, but good lord, seize the day. Yeah. Like seize ring all the goodness you can out of the season we're in right now. Yeah. It sucks. So let's ring all the goodness yeah. we can out of it, right? Write some great songs. Yeah. It's awesome. You got another burning question on that on that list at all that you Lord, can Lord, look they, at? They are um they are there literally are pages of them. I love I had, it. I had some pulled up. Instagram watchers right now. Uh we'd love to hear your burning question. Give us a call at 615 uh, we'd love to answer your burning question. What you got for us, Michael? What's, what's on Instagram uh, months back? I posted ask all your questions kind of thing, and I had a ton of them come in. One of them from that original list uh, from Ethan Flack. Ethan. And Ethan asked, what are the ways or things you do to foster creativity towards songwriting throughout your day? Let me say that again. What are the what what are the things ways or things you do to foster creativity towards songwriting throughout your day? It's a it's a great question, and we will pause that question, and I'll get back to it after we uh, take this phone call. Kate. 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 We accept. We accept. Hello, this is Channing from the Michael and Channing Show. Is this Kate? This is Kate. Kate. Hi, Kate. Thanks for calling. Hey. Awesome. We're doing a live. It's so fun. Awesome. Uh, do you happen to be watching too? Well, I had to click off of it. Oh, that's right. That I would make sense. I have been watching, but I had to click off of it. Sorry, I'm a tech tech idiot. It makes sense. You would have to. Yes. No worries. How can we help you today, Kate? Uh, hey, okay. So doing FaceTime rights, I love doing that too. But sometimes it just, like, kind of like you were saying, it just doesn't have the same energy as being in person. Do you have any tips for like keeping the energy going, like keeping it fun, keeping it exciting? Uh, no, I was hoping you would call in and tell us. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Kate's question. 
uh, how how do you keep the energy going in FaceTime rights? Because they are obviously not in person. It could be uh, easy to let those feel awkward and. <laughs> I, 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 Kate, so, I don't have a full answer for yeah. that, but I do have one thing, Kate, and Chandler, yeah. you may be able to add to this. Um, it is always a little more difficult for me doing the whole FaceTime right thing with somebody I've never met before. And that's happened to me quite a bit. Uh, it's probably it's going to yeah. be happening to me a lot more in the weeks ahead. And so I'm just going to tell you what I'm preparing for. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ADD and I, and it, oddly enough, it actually, um, my ADD is actually a bit, I do not mean this in any kind of weird ego <laughs> way. My, I've learned to embrace my severe adult ADD as a bit of a superpower, meaning, <laughs> meaning I let it run wild <laughs> and I let it go crazy and it doesn't let a, and what happens out of that is I, I never let the room never get stuck. I may not have the best idea, but we're going to have yeah. an idea because of my craziness. Right. And so even moving forward and especially writing with new people, I make sure they know up front, Hey, I'm going to be up and moving around. And if you look up, I'm not on the screen. I haven't left the room like I, or if I've left the room, it's to get more coffee. And so yeah. I try there. I, I have felt this pressure and I've asked other people when you start FaceTime writing, you feel like this pressure that you've got to stay like staring at the screen and stay engaged. And I try my best to treat it like they really are right there. Like I get in and naturally in a room, you just get up and move around. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for some reason, yeah. when we FaceTime, like this writing thing, we, we stare at a screen and we're it's like, we're, we feel like we're breaking a rule if we move away from it. Yeah. And, and I think the best thing you can do sometimes is, and make sure everybody knows up front, Hey, look, get up, move around, walk around, run downstairs, grab some coffee, take a potty break. You know, it's like, leave it, leave the thing on like they're in the room. Stop thinking, uh, stop thinking about it as a phone call and start thinking truly like they're live in the room and treat it normal. Like I have to force myself to like disengage from the screen and still know they're right there in the room. That, and that's so, yeah. is that, yeah. I don't know if that helps you any, but it's like, it's like, there's, it's like, again, it's like, feels like we're breaking a rule. If you like get up and go away yeah. or hey, I'm sorry, I have to step away from it. No, I don't say I'm sorry. I already told you up front, I'm going to be moving around a lot. Right. And, <laughs> and so that's how I kind of keep it feeling as real as possible because you're right. Staring at a screen for two hours can cease to feel very real by about 35 minutes in, especially yes. if there's a lot of dead yes. time. If you're sitting there thinking yeah. I mean, you talk about awkward silence. That's amazingly awkward silence, right? And so I would set yourself free and set your co-writer free to say, hey, let's make sure we don't get glued to our phones. We keep it on. We keep it live. But we move around, you know, pace the floor. It's it's no big deal, right? And so that, that's helped me, and it's going to have to help me a bunch coming up. That's great. That's good. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Channing? I, I think we're just repeating things that, like <laughs> – when when it comes just because it is it's so important too of the the, the do the relationship building yeah. at the beginning of it yeah. and i yeah. think that all falls into what you yeah. just talked about too of you know at the front i think communication is key up at the front end to yeah. you know not be like okay i looked up and you were there and then i looked back and you're gone yeah. <laughs> you I, know I, for the, the last the last few weeks i've spent a lot of time on facetime with a friend of mine named tiffany who's helping us out with song tribe yeah. a lot she's a worship pastor uh, up in uh, portland area and it's my favorite thing when her her little 4 year old comes running in the room <laughs> and jumps in her lap and interrupts everything and it's the best coolest yeah. thing ever for me i'm like oh thank god a break in the work right yeah. and so it's like I welcome distractions. I become one myself if I have to. And for some 
reason that helps everybody cope. Yeah. So uh, I, I maybe call it coming up for air. You know, it's like you stare at a screen too long, you're going to suffocate. So be okay with coming up for air. That's mm. such a great question. And I think a really important question for, yeah. again, where, where we're all kind of having to live for the next month or two. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cool. Kate, thank you for the question. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Have a good one. All right. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. It's a great one. That's a great question. Yeah. You want to take a few more? I know we're rocking up on yeah. 45 minutes or so let's, here now on this. Let's but, do it. Okay. So getting back to Ethan Flack. Uh, Ethan was saying, what are the ways or things you do to foster creativity towards songwriting throughout your day? And I love how he phrased it to, to, uh, to foster creativity towards it, meaning you're in the middle of a day, or at right. least this is how I'm interpreting his, his question, meaning you're in the middle of a day, maybe not writing songs, but how are you being the person who collects the antenna at uh, the antennas and we're back to that it's it's so you know the way you foster creativity towards that moment when you finally do get to write a song right. is you pay attention you know we've again stuff we've just talked about over and over and over again right the best songwriters are the best listeners and so to walk out your day whether that's in a factory somewhere or that's in a coffee shop or a church staff position wherever you are People are saying stuff all the time and you better be listening uh, through your day. You're listening for for the verbiage of people around you through your day. You're reading stuff constantly like I'm a I'm a, I'm a news junkie. And so I'm constantly like, uh, OK, my favorite song that I wrote last year believe it or not, is a song called A Billion Sons. Great song. Yeah. Uh, you can still find it somewhere on my I think it's on my Instagram. Shameless plug. Go find it. But I wrote it a year ago. And I very rarely write by myself, but it was an exercise. Uh, I, w- I woke up early one morning. I was literally 6 a.m. or so, and I'm reading CNN. I, w- I wish I could tell you I wake up every morning reading the Bible first, but whatever. <laughs> I, I, I read CNN, and then I really have to get spiritual after yeah. that. And so I read, but I read an article, a, a news article, like it was a science article about yeah. they've discovered that there's a billion other suns the same size as ours out there, which is staggering yeah but it also made me you know you start tying it together and it took me two days to wrangle in this song that just said hey he says mercies are new every morning that means there's new mercies like rising on a billion like so, so it turns and so you collect i couldn't write it at 5 30 in the morning or I get kicked out of the house right so you know you collect <laughs> towards the day i didn't get up I, I actually think i did sneak down stairs on that one but it's collecting towards the you know right so from the things you're hearing from the things you're things you're reading dear lord we are just content gatherers that's just we're just yeah content gatherers that's what makes great songwriting i love that yep yeah we just keep i think that's one of those you forget often to and you get busy that you forget to collect it's such a good reminder we'll say a million times on this podcast probably and that's okay our listener or watchers on instagram we're still taking some calls if you would Give us a call if you've got a burning question, 615-549-7778. I'm going to have that memorized by the time we're done. <laughs> Promise. That's going to be great. Which, and I, you know, to add on to what you were just talking to in the sense of, uh, I think it, it's it's important for us to, you know, as writers too, to, to get out of that. Um, I think when we, we first started talking about the idea of doing the podcast too, of how we... Uh, you know, being believers are are really adamant about the the fact that because God is creator, that a part of us 
being image bearers of that of of God is that we're to be creative and yeah. to work within that you know creative mindset and and so for me uh, I've had to get out of the well I'm just going to write for this specific genre and sometimes you need to write a song about a, a milk cow <laughs> right you're going to check that out sometimes you need to write a song about coffee just because you know and working in that I think even begins to train your mind to to be ready to look for things, yeah. you know, to to write about stupid stuff. Yeah. But sometimes, I, you know, I'm a huge uh, love Andy Gullhorn. Oh yeah. Uh, he was one of the first writers that kind of opened my eyes to, oh my gosh, you can be funny in your writing, and people enjoy it. I love his stuff because, like, song teenagers, it's just oh, got that little, oh, yeah. you know, of. You're like, oh, this is going to be a sweet song from a dad to his kids, you know. And then you listen to it, you're like, this is 100% accurate of life with a teenager. And and so, like, in that kind of um, pursuit of, of writing, being okay to write just for fun and to write some songs that might be goofy and that just make people smile. And, you know, like that, I think, is a great way of fostering that kind of, uh, that kind of mind to, to be listeners. Yeah. And just being ready. Okay, yeah. I'll write a song about coffee today. That's another shameless plug. You can go find that on. Yeah, oh, yeah. Andy <laughs> Andy Gullihorn. It's great. Please do yourself a favor. And as soon as yep. this podcast ends, don't click off of it just yet. Mm-mm. But as soon as it ends, you need to go find Andy Gullihorn. If you don't already know who he yep. is, we cannot suggest yep. for you songwriter types enough go to on. go get schooled in the school of Andy Gullihorn. We, I, I will reach out. I'll see if we get him in on yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. You talk, so we talk about honest versus clever. He's one of the masters of it's honest and clever. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you have reached the tops of yep. of this whole craft thing where it yep. feels so conversational and just like you would tell somebody, but then you break, you, <laughs> you like brain twist you. You're like, oh, how did he do yeah. that? You Freedom. Know? Have you heard that? Oh, yes. Oh, man. That's it's, one of those dudes. So Such a great hook. Never feels contrived. No. Never feels, <laughs> I mean, it's a, he's a perfect example of honest and clever yep. colliding for the most compelling stuff you've ever heard. Yep. So that's a big commercial so for Andy. Hey, well worth it. It's the Michael and Channing show. That's what we do. It's what we do. Uh, you'll take one more. If we get a phone call, we'll take it. If yeah, we don't, we'll shut all it. this down. What do you got? Um, here, this was, um, it's actually a really, really simple, uh, but the question was, what's more important, melody or lyric? Ooh, what's more important? Well, if you ask Tony, smack, that's the real smackdown. Well, if you ask Tony Wood, he'll tell you lyric. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ask some of my other friends, they're gonna tell you melody. And I've said for years, they are of equal importance because what constitutes a song song is melody and lyric. What do you copyright? Like the Copyright Office of the United States government only recognizes lyric and melody. It's both. You don't have a song without both. And that may be so simplifying it, but here's the thing. Like I, I love orchestra. I, I love symphonic things. I love big musical pieces. They're yeah. meant to be that thing. But if you're writing commercial music to be consumed by the masses, they are both of equal importance. And that's, that's kind of, we need to actually break that down someday. Like that's what great songwriting does. It's, it's when that, that lyric finds its melody 
that it mm. just lays in that thing so mm. perfectly. That's why I'm such a fan of conversational writing. When you can, when you can sing your conversational pieces, you're you're bordering on that perfect thing that that penetrates hearts and gets stuck in the brain. And and so they are of equal importance. And I loved again, I loved AJ's phone call earlier of hey, I want to get better at that. You, you don't get to be lazy. If you do right. one or the other more than the other, you don't get to be lazy and only do that. Here's a little known secret about Tony. Um, Tony can actually write melody. Tony was a choir director in his earlier years. Like he understands it. Yeah. He can sit down at a piano and bang out like what he wants me to do. Like often he'll get up. No, no, no. I'm hearing this. And he'll come over and take my hands off the keyboard and show me what he's hearing mm -hmm. in his head. Because he's, he, even though he would say I'm a lyricist, he doesn't shy away from, doing both right so uh they're of equal importance so two, two minutes. minutes okay we got two fun. minutes left hey this has been fun it has been fun we got a few phone calls we'll out to of do it this again or more often too yeah that was, that was we love hearing from you guys and there are tons of places too uh that you can leave your burning questions uh throughout the week uh you can join us on facebook we've got a page and a group uh, check out the group because that's where we do all of our uh, weekly ooh, ooh, have you heard Smackdowns uh, and we and want more than three people 300 300 sorry <laughs> excuse yes. me uh, 300 three, <laughs> 600 actually is how many if we're counting everyone uh, no but you can join us there uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're li listening we say we love uh, stars and five would be our favorite number <laughs> that you can leave there leave us a uh, What's the word I'm looking? A review and uh, and let us know where you're listening from and yeah, uh, share it with enjoying. your friends. Help us get yeah. the word out that we exist. We love doing this. We're going to keep doing this. We're yeah. going to get better and better at it. And we love having a conversation with you guys. So yep. stay safe out there. Thanks for listening, Channing. Yep. As always, I'll, the, my favorite part it's of the pleasure. week is seeing your face. Oh man, ditto. All right, your See face, not my face. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>